1: Baldry's beat Keith Baldry, legislative bureau chief for Global News. Good morning, Keith. Good morning. We got to
2: start with the Super Bowl.
1: Yeah, we're both fans. We both watched the game. Great game. Fantastic. Did you enjoy the
2: game. it? Game. Big Patrick Mahomes fan. Yeah. I called Jazz Joel Hall out on Friday on the air. He he went with the Niners. I went with the Chiefs, saying Mahomes was going to do it in the last minute. Exactly. Oh, I'm you ahead. called it. Oh yeah. You nailed it.
1: I was watching there was watching the game, and there was one stat they put up on the screen that Mahomes was something like eight and two in the playoffs. When, when trailing mm-hmm. by like seven or more points,
2: <laughs> that's amazing. It's like he, he spots the, the Niners 10 points. Yeah. And then he's got them right where he, he wants. Got them right where he wants. Yeah, it was yeah. a great game. Great game. It, it really was. And it was enjoyable. interesting again. Family members who normally don't watch the Super Bowl were tuning in because it's Taylor Swift. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, which is great.
1: Sure. Sure. I, I think the Taylor Swift story is a, is a fun story. I got it you. is. Yeah. Okay. Um, I Maine. know you were you were listening to the interview I did with the president of the Crown Bad. Council Association. Yeah. Two twenty two Main Courthouse. He wants it shut down. Says it's too dangerous in the hood down there. You used to work down there.
2: I worked there in the eighties. I spent the, well, more than a year there at the courthouse. It was Vancouver Sun crime and court reporter, and we had the police station, the old police station across the street at three twelve Main. There was me, John Daly, John McComb... Ooh. Just starting out as a radio reporter. Um, and it was it was kind of a sketchy, dodgy area back then, of course. Sure. Still the downtown east side. What's different is, I think, two things from my days there. Mental health uh, was not an issue back then. Of course, we had um, Riverview and there was institutionalization. That's not the case now. So you have people walking around that normally would not be walking around back in the 80s. And the other thing is the drugs. I mean, back then, it was... In the downtown east side was uh, alcohol and heroin. Yeah, booze, booze was and, a lot of booze and, and heroin, and yeah. that that was the two main things. But it wasn't a poisonous drug supply. It wasn't like, fentanyl. Fentanyl it wasn't, wasn't fentanyl, the thing. Fentanyl. It was again. It was a, a rough, uh, dodgy, sketchy area town back then, but not like it is today. I don't know how realistic it is though to shut that place down. It's a big courthouse. It's not just one courtroom, even though we all focus on courtroom 101, which is sort of the bail uh, hearing um, first appearance court, which is a bit of a zoo. But it's a, it's a big courthouse, and it's uh, I just don't think it's feasible in the short term to simply say shut it down, because where do, where do all those resources go?
1: Right. Well, I, the president of the Crown Council Association told me, well, there's a community court a couple of blocks over. They could transfer some local stuff there. There are other court courthouse facilities they could oh. transfer but i was like are not you just almost admitting defeat like you just if you say like it's too dangerous around here we got to shut the courthouse down yeah. because you know it's almost like surrendering and it was interesting to li- listen to eb seem to rule it out very quickly
2: well yeah or certainly not rule it in um no. that would take some planning significant pl- time cost uh, a and fortune planning, too wouldn't it? cost a fortune it's a big courthouse now the police station moved, you know, three twelve Main. It's uh, now at the bottom of Camby Street. So it's uh, that that has moved, but it's like uh, you're going to shut down the whole downtown east side and just say no one. No operations are going to be down there anymore, or do you take the steps to try to make the streets more safe?
1: Okay, following that one closely. Let's talk about speaking of uh, Premier David Eby here. Really interesting the way he went after Bell Media yeah. over the yeah. CTV layoffs and the sale of a whole bunch of small radio stations Almost in British John Columbia. John, Yeah, I really went after CTV here and Bell Media there, the parent company of CTV, and then Trudeau interestingly did something similar. Let's listen to Eby here first. Here's here's Eby ripping uh, into Bell Media. Uh, they bought them up like corporate vampires. They sucked the life out of them, laying off journalists. I uh, find it reprehensible. I think it's appalling. And Bell and other companies like Bell that have done this need to be held accountable. Okay, and he really wanted to get this message out there. He was he was determined
2: corporate to, vampires.
1: to get that out there. What did you think of that?
2: Yeah, well, as a journalist, you you like to hear someone sticking up for the for the craft. Um, yeah, it was a it was a good uh, message from EB. I mean, no one's no one's a bit fan of big corporate uh, corporations like Bell Media, which are making hundreds of millions of dollars of profit every year. Not on their news operations, though. No, well, the, they make
1: they make Bell makes their money off of cell phones and wireless networks. They Should
2: get out of the news operations. Well, see,
1: this is the thing. I was listening to EB, and I'm like, what are you suggesting here? Now Are you're suggesting that. This company it should be required to run these news well, operations. An, another
2: company comes in and swoops off all the radio stations. Yeah. and says we're not letting anybody off. Well, if they can do it, why can't Bell do that? Yeah. Now, uh, to be clear, all, no media company has clean hands on something like this. Everyone's struggling with the the fractured media landscape, journalism landscape. How do you how do you make revenue at yeah. a time when the advertising industry is completely imploded? Yeah it's it's uh, you know we're lucky at global and NW we're still uh, a profitable functioning newsroom yes and, and we're making money and we're and we're creating jobs we're, we're continue to hire uh, consistently uh, unlike a lot of other media operations so I really feel sorry for my colleagues over at uh, Bell Media and CTV. Yeah, me
1: too. I feel sorry for them too. I'm just wondering what E.B. is suggesting government should do about it here. Well, listen. he was
2: asked about that, and he immediately f- uh, passed it off. That was a federal thing.
1: Well, yeah, he hasn't got an answer to that. But, no. okay, speaking of federal, so let's listen to Trudeau. So this is Justin Trudeau, a short time after David E.B. I almost felt like Trudeau was doing a copycat yeah. of David E.B. here. So listen to Trudeau going after Bell Media here.
2: We've seen over the past years, journalistic outlets bought up by corporate entities, who then lay off journalists, change the offering, the quality of offering to people, and then when people don't watch as much or engage as much, the corporate entity says, oh, see, they're not profitable anymore, we're going to sell them off. This is a garbage decision by a corporation that should know better. Hmm. Garbage decision and corporate vampires. Yeah, and
1: EB also accused them of the encrapification of news.
2: (laughs) Yes, there's that word. At least that's what the word that came out through the government translation, uh, translator, yeah. uh, translation services. Um, yeah, you got these these American investment hedge funds are getting are sort of nosing their way into the news business, and they don't care about the news at all. And so they're they've got a certain financial bottom line that has to be met. It doesn't necessarily mean it has to be just profitable. It has to be profitable to the oomph power. Otherwise, they start laying things off or, or chopping. Them. Well.
1: Well, but if you look at a company like Bell Media, who are responsible to, ultimately, to their shareholders, Mm -hmm. I mean, this is a company that is supposed to return a profit and return a dividend to their shareholders, and they do that because they make so much money on their wireless networks, especially in Eastern Canada. And I guess what I'm wondering is, so the government is saying, well, they should be required to run a money losing news operation on the site? or it sounds like well, listening to Trudeau there it sounds like they deliberately he's accusing them of deliberately sabotaging their news operations
2: yeah and i think Evie's sort of suggesting the same yeah. thing that the the you've got this heartless soulless you know corporate mindset that doesn't care about news journalism is just a, another sort of
1: what's the answer to it then how is it supposed to i'm be? not sure I-
2: I'm hesitant to suggest the government should start subsidizing them. Well, well, that's fact, the thing. They, they subsidize the CBC to the billion dollars, which drives people in private broadcasting like us crazy yeah. because then the CBC goes out and, and advertises digitally uh, and competes for advertising dollars with yeah. private broadcasters. Yeah. There's only so many advertising dollars out there. So any ad that goes to the CBC is not going to CTV, Global, yeah. CKNW, it's going to the CBC when they're already getting a billion dollar head start. Courtesy of the taxpayers.
1: Okay, real quickly, let's talk about this issue in in Richmond. I find this really interesting, that there is a proposal to set up a supervised drug consumption site in Richmond. Cash Heed, the Richmond City Councillor, spearheading this. Big backlash in Richmond against this, including a petition that signed up more than 16,000 names in Richmond against this supervised drug consumption site. Listen to John Rustad here, the leader of the Conservative Party of British Columbia, on this. Have a listen. The NDP have decided to put a safe injection site in Richmond. And I got to tell you, this is just wrong. We should not be having safe supply. It's no such thing as safe supply. We should not be having decriminalization. Okay. Muddying the waters there a little bit because safe supply is different from a supervised drug consumption site. It's different from decriminalization. But anyway, your thoughts. Yeah,
2: well, it's a good issue for Rustad to muddy the waters about and, and exploit. Um, he's going he's gonna to run hard against. Um, decriminalization, anti-drugs, strong on law and order. I mean, these are conservative talking points for him. He's going to be, you know, he's going to run against uh, Soji in schools. So he's taking a hard right, conservative line, um, and that's going to play well in certain areas. Richmond, for example, for the first time since 1972, the NDP won seats in the 2020 election. The demographics are changing, but it used to be a very strong BC Liberal, and before that, Social Credit um, constituency. And Rustad's hoping to return to those days, and yes, to, and to, or he runs the risk simply of splitting the vote, and not only will the NDP win the seats they already have, but they could take Teresa Watt's seat. But he continues to flip flop all over the place oh, because he's you know fish on a dock.
1: Well, yeah, because supervised injection sites were set up under the Liberal government, which he was a, a yeah. He, part.
2: Voted, he was part of cabinet that set all yeah. these things up. Yeah, now
1: he's opposed to it. Set, so
2: created Soji.
1: He's now opposed to yeah, it. Yeah, he voted for that.
2: Voted in favor of undrip. Now he's yeah. opposed to undrip. Yeah. Vote in favor of uh, supervised injection sites. Now he's opposed to them, but I think he can argue with some justification. He's a member of a new party now; it's a different party. You know, yeah. um, you, when you're in cabinet, you have to be part of the team. You, you can't break from that. You, every, there's only one vote, um, and if you if you break from that, you have to be out of cabinet.
1: Okay, if you live in Richmond, please phone me and tell me what you think about that idea of setting up a supervised drug consumption site in Richmond. It's going in front of Richmond City Council today, 604-280-9898. Star 9898 on your cell. It's interesting to see the leader of the B.C. Conservative Party here come out against that safe injection site. Supervised injection site, actually, is how you should accurately describe it. Phone me and tell me what you think about that. We talked about shutting down that courthouse in the downtown east side. David E B and Justin Trudeau both going after Bell Media here over the CTV layoffs. And radio station sales, 604-280-9898. Star 9898 on your cell. It is Baldry's Beat. Back with your calls. Baldry's Beat. Let's go right to your phone calls here. Matthew in Campbell River. Hi, right, Matthew. Go ahead.
3: Hi, Mike and Keith. Um, yeah, I just wanted to touch a little bit on the the layoffs that are happening and whatnot with uh, with CTV and Bell. I work in the film industry so I work in post production in audio and um, it definitely doesn't just affect journalists it affects freelancers that are in you know audio post production and I do I do descriptive audio for visually impaired on W5 stuff like that like it there's a huge trickle down effect that happens with you know so many freelancers and so many people in the industry it takes money away from not just journalists but from a lot of people
1: so, your yeah. so your point is that it, like there, there's tough times all across the board in the sector.
3: Well, your my saying? point is when they when they cut off these shows, it it's, it has a huge impact, the trickle down effect, like okay. a domino effect over the industry as a whole. So it's you know cameramen, it's uh, yep. uh, writers, it's it's everybody. it's not just
2: on air people, colors. Right, there's a lot yeah. of people, a lot of moving parts. in television, just like there's in newspapers and radio. It's not just the people you see and hear on the screen. There are cameramen. He mentioned W5. You know, there's a lot of people. I mean, that show's been around for decades, and now it's gone, which is, you know, quite something. But, you know, south of the border, you've seen Washington Post, LA Times, owned by billionaires, laying off hundreds of journalists. Sure. You know, it's, um, it's sort of a culling of the herd and sort of trying to find a safe place to land.
1: Well, it's like, you know, you worked for years at the Vancouver Sun. I worked at the Vancouver Province. I mean, they a shell of their former self. Oh, the,
2: the, I saw the province the other day in the, in the legislative dining room, and it's like, it was paper thin. Yeah. I mean, these papers, when I was at the Sun, I started in 84, it was a big paper. Yeah, It was a, It was a, it, again, classified ads were the big draw for both of those papers and for all newspapers. Then uh, Craigslist came in. That was up. the
1: canary in the coal mine it right was. there.
2: And that that, that disappeared. Um, yeah. I remember being in the Sun newsroom and the advertising guy would come in at night and explain and tell the managing editor of N- Nightside how many pages of news he had. Because based on how many ads there were, largely from classified ads, yeah. that would come in all through the night. Yeah. Um, and that was a big paper. And now it's just, a, as you say, a shell of its form. Yeah, right it really is. But Wayne in Richmond.
0: Hey, Wayne, go ahead. Yeah, Mike, uh, concerning the drug thing, I have a bit of a problem with it simply because, um, I'll give you an example. I go to urgent care because a family member had something happen, get there two minutes after it opened, come back tomorrow. We've, we've had the cataract operations taken out of Richmond. I've had friends who've had been diagnosed with stage 1A cancer, told to get in line, wait a number. Fortunately, they finally got around to them. When they only had stage two cancer, but I think you've seen on TV worse scenarios than that. Now suddenly we got lots of money and medical staff to take care of, a, let's say, a much more elective disease. Doesn't make sense. Take you're talking, you're talking about the su- that can come to everybody.
3: You're
1: talking about the supervised injection site in Richmond. Yeah, right? that, that's yep. taking
0: all sorts of money, Mike. Yeah. So, so you're a po- at a hospital. There's going to be a medical staff there. That person could be treating. You remember the woman who needed a biopsy? Maybe they could be treating her instead of sending. Instead of having E. B. send her down to Seattle for
1: it. Okay, so don't set up a supervised injection site in Richmond, then. No, Spend the on... money
0: where, on health care for everybody, not mm. for the selected or elective few who got this. Thing.
1: You don't. You don't think
0: people dying of drug overdoses is a health issue? And you don't think people waiting for cancer treatment who've died and we don't have statistics on is a health issue? Well,
1: of course I do. I'm just.
0: I'm asking yeah, you. So but... I'm just saying that, that every, cancer comes to everybody. Treat the disease first that comes to everybody. Then get around to those who have an elective disease.
1: Okay, Wayne. Thank you. Thank
2: you. Well, you know, there's a segment of public opinion out there that. Well, maybe this guy you might listen to
1: the leader of the BC Conservative Party, yeah, right? Yeah.
2: I think there is, you know, it's interesting how he framed the uh, safe injection site to public health facilities, yeah. which are going through their own tough times. We've got human resource problems. We've t- talked about it endlessly on this program and other programs of the problems in healthcare. As long as there's continuing to be. Um, Problems in public health care uh that's potentially an entry point for people like John Rustad to make on against these injection sites. Alex in Richmond, Alex, you got thirty seconds
3: yeah, thanks uh yeah, it's a real kind of sketchy issue for sure, but they spent again, they're spending millions of dollars on this, and they're not addressing the problems. they're not addressing the problems there's not mental health out there. Or physical health, like, you know, everything costs so much money. If you want to go for counseling, it costs money. If you want to go for physio, it costs money. And and people like me, I don't have that kind of money. Thank you, Alex, so, for course. the
1: call. Thanks for the call. I appreciate
2: it. Yeah, I'm sure there's a lot of people who agree with Alex out there, you know. Um, Every dollar spent there is a dollar not spent on public health, and that's potentially an election issue. And Keith, R- a I lot. look for Rustad to exploit it, too. Yeah, for sure. Thank you. you
1: about- Keith Baldry, that was Baldry's Beat. Thanks for all your calls. When we come back, the battle over houseboats and docks on the Sunshine Coast. Have you heard about this fight here? you got the government, the local First Nation involved. That's next.